Welcome back to the podcast. This is Self Love Ignited. And today I am interviewing Sarah Fleetwood. Sarah, I'm super excited to have you here. I cannot wait to hear your story. So why don't you say hello and introduce yourself to everybody? Hello, thank you so much for having me. So my name is Sarah Fleetwood and I am based in Adelaide, South Australia. I am a hypnotherapist and a Pilates instructor. So I spend a lot of time in and around helping people with their mindset as well as helping people with their bodies and their physical health. And my philosophy is that it's all, it's all interconnected. So I love to take a holistic look at about what you're feeding your mind, what you're feeding yourself physically, what you're putting in your mouth and also how you're feeding and looking after your body. So all of that is so important to me. And I think it's, for me, the missing key is to look at all, all of it. Yeah, I could not agree more. It, it Like everything is connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, beautiful. So this podcast, as you know, is all about self-love and telling the stories of women like you who have come from a place of not liking parts of themselves, not loving or not honoring parts of themselves to really sort of embracing and accepting all parts of themselves. So why don't you tell us your story? Start, you know, maybe start back at the beginning. Like where did these challenges start showing up for you? Yeah, I think, you know, hindsight is a, it's an interesting concept, isn't it? But looking back for me, I realized that it really started at a young age in my teenage years and you know, I turned to alcohol and drugs and sex and, you know, for always looking for that external validation for what I wasn't giving myself on the inside. I can see that now, but I didn't know that back then. Yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, years went by, um, unhealthy relationships and just not putting myself first, people pleasing, all of those sorts of things until I just really got to a point where I had had enough and I was, you know, really sick of playing the victim and I just said things have got to change and I really started down the personal development route started with a I started working with a company called MJB seminars who are based in Perth and I did some mastermind and money work with them and so you know their concept is that your net worth is your self-worth and if you valued yourself more you would feel good about charging you know what you're worth and in all areas of your life you'd be stepping up and asking for that promotion or whatever whatever it is And um, so, you know, that was a big wake up call for me about the challenges that I have in and around money that I'm still healing and that's still working through those. But then that led me down, you know, a journey of real, some deep self-development and um, starting to go down that path. And this is something that I've had been dabbling in since I was, you know, in my early twenties, but it wasn't, you know, I just, I was doing affirmations and things and reading things, but it just wasn't sinking in. And the the energy that I was giving to my negative thoughts was so much more powerful than the positive ones. And and then one thing led to another. I started listening to a lot of podcasts and they were really beneficial for me in my personal development journey. And for me, the pivotal part was when I came across a podcast, um, Yoga Girl, uh, Conversations from the Heart, I think it's called. And she was uh, she runs yoga teacher trainings and she had one of her podcasts was going around and every single woman in the um, yoga teacher training was talking around her inner critic and what her inner critic was saying to her. And it just really touched my heart. And I was just like resonated with so many of the stories that these women were saying. 
And I was in the process of healing some of it. And I was just like, I, I want to be able to help people. You know, you realize that we're all the same and we all have these, these same, you know, that inner critic and those voices that we can either give attention to or not. And then that led me down the path of beginning to start to study hypnotherapy and NLP and, and on my path to start my coaching, which I just am absolutely loving. And yeah, and I also took a, took a, I've done lots of things in my life from, and it's always been in the fitness industry and also, you know, in kind of the building industry. So it's been a little bit of toing and froing between the two. And, um, and I realized for the second time that I can't be behind a desk and I like flexibility and variety in my life. So, you know, I left a job where I was working for a real estate company doing marketing and things for them. And, um, yeah, began to really focus back on myself and get back into my teaching Pilates and which is really something that I was missing a lot. So it's been a big journey and a lot of things to get me to where I am today. But yeah, the the journey that I've been on in the last, I'd say, you know, four years of really discovering my self-worth has and the things I've implemented have just dramatically changed my life and the person that I am today. Yeah, you have been on a beautiful journey. And I mean, it's not over, right? We're all like, it is life. This is the journey of life. I think it's the thing to look at. It's growth and evolution over your lifetime. It's, you know, just know where you want to go and just take one step in front of the other. Yeah. I, I always like to say, like, if you've gotten there, you're done. Like, as long as you're still alive and you're still breathing, you're not at the end. Like you haven't yeah. reached the end of your journey. So yeah, it really is just about like taking that next step. For sure. Yeah. I, I, I want to go back for a moment, if you don't mind, because, you know, you talked about when you were younger and you sort of turned to uh, like drugs and alcohol and sex and things to sort of, you know, there, and there's a lot of people pleasing happening and like a lot of disconnection from yourself. And, you know, then you, you did eventually find sort of the personal development and, and, but I'm curious about like the time before that, how, how was this, like, were you just treating your bo your body really badly? Was it showing up in your relationships? Like, I, I, I want to know more about how this manifested for you. Really. Yeah, so, well, lots of things. I was treating my body very badly. I was having fun. <laughs> Had yeah. lots of fun. But, um, and I think it was showing up definitely in relationships, you know, not setting clear and healthy boundaries for how I desired to be treated, not speaking up for what was important to me. Um, in the end of, I just, about 16 months ago now, I left an eight year relationship, which was so many things happened within that space. But, you know, I wanted to have children and I still do, and I'm getting into my late thirties now. And so really that was, yeah, just not honoring what was important to me. And also just, yeah, that, so to talk about how it affected me on a physical level, so many things. So I ended up not doing the things I love. So I stopped exercising and put on weight. I ended up getting really bad endometriosis. So, you know, I don't know a lot about the condition, but from what I've been told, it's a it's an incurable disease. And so from the work that I've done in the last few years, I've been able to heal myself from about probably 90% of my symptoms. Um, when I look into the mental and emotional connection between endometriosis, it's all around 
self-love and not honoring your feminine and not feeling safe and secure within your relationship and it's just I read I've got this book it's uh the secrets of your body or something by Ines Segal and um it literally I read it and I was like this is this is my life (laughs) (laughs) and um and another thing was I also had a an abnormal pap smear so high grade um CIN three so disease was forming in my body because I wasn't honoring myself. And yeah, it was just, I had autoimmune stuff going on. I've had lots of digestion issues and things like that. And I've been able to just improve so many areas of my life by focusing on my mental and emotional health and putting myself first and doing the things that light me up. So yeah, does that kind of answer your question? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I just, I think it's so amazing the link between physical and emotional things. And if you had asked me maybe five years ago, if I thought there was any link, I'd be like, ah, maybe sometimes, probably not. And now as somebody who's, you know, obviously we're all going through all of our own things. We all have our own struggles. Now I'm like a hundred percent. Like there, there is, I believe anyway, almost all the time that we have a physical symptom of something, there's something behind that, whether Mm -hmm. it's, it's an emotional block or it's a mental block or something we're not honoring within ourselves. And it's so, it's interesting that you experienced that exact same thing. And with endometriosis, how closely tied it is to, you know, your relationship with yourself too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And even, so when I left my relationship, I reckon within eight weeks, I, I lost 10 kilos and it wasn't because I wasn't eating or anything like that. It was, I feel like it was emotional weight that was just lifted off me it like it just melted off me obviously there was some small changes that I made like I did I did I did do things I did a detox you know detoxed all areas of my life (laughs) at the same time and uh I moved house so I moved closer to the beach and I started walking my dog every single day really simple things like um yeah, before we lived right near a park. So I would walk him to the park and then I would just throw the ball to him. But then from moving to the beach, I was literally probably walking 5Ks a day. And just, you know, those simple things, plus focusing on my mental and emotional health and the things that were good for me, eating healthy. It just like, I wasn't even trying to lose weight. That wasn't even a goal. It just, yeah. So I think when you, I work with women who want to lose weight and I think it's it all comes down to like how much you value yourself and loving yourself no matter what yeah absolutely I I, I like to say this and I'm saying this today I am holding an uh, a webinar tomorrow so this is like fresh in my mind because I wrote it on a slide this morning <laughs> but you know weight loss does not lead to self-love it doesn't lead to a healthy relationship but creating that really healthy relationship with your body and with yourself and nurturing yourself can totally lead to weight loss very easily just like you experienced yeah, yeah. I think one of them that's what I say to people like it's not about it was never about that for me it was about feeling strong and feeling good within myself that you know and the rest just comes and the more I focus on that the more I realize how much I love moving my body and I do it for my mental health yeah 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 for sure so I would love to know if it's not too personal well I mean you're here so fair game <laughs> you mentioned it I'm an open book <laughs> um but but that the relationship that you said you left um what did you say Six, 16 months ago I think you said yeah it was October of 2019 okay 
I would love to know, because I mean, that was an eight year relationship, you said, and that's a long time to be with somebody and be invested in them. And, you know, your lives are very intertwined after that long together. How did that, like, how was that honoring yourself? And how did you sort of get the, get the courage and get the drive and get the, you know, how did you do it basically is what I'm trying to ask. Like, how did you value that? Yeah, like, how, well, how did you value and value yourself enough to sort of say, like, what I want is more important than this? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, and I'll talk about why I stayed, I think is really a great place to start because I talk, I feel like so many people stay because it's easier sometimes, you know, it's tough to look at your shit. Yeah. I hope I'm allowed. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, and I get emotional just thinking about it, but I, I was scared to be alone and I wanted babies and I wanted them with him and I wanted him to be something that he wasn't. So, you know, I wanted him, I, I see he has so much potential, but that's not the person that he is, was being. And, you know, holding out for so long, so many, I look back now at the things that I, Again, hindsight that, you know, the red flags and the things that I didn't pay attention to. Um, and yeah, it ended up with, I was crying myself to sleep most nights or, you know, every week just because I wasn't having my needs met and we were just completely disconnected. But yeah, I was scared to make that move because, you know, all of the things that it takes to, to move on, the finances and everything else that's involved. And I think it was when I did, after I did, my hypnosis training I was really quite clear on on where I was going and what I wanted and you know if he with the baby stuff if he wasn't going to commit then you know it I needed to make a change and then I ended up going to Tony Robbins UPW and that was like oh, so I'm that I went there to make the decision about what I was going to do and um, it was pretty clear you know from there moving forward he was starting to do things like spend a lot of time away, go out and, you know, partying and spend time with friends and stuff. And I went to another seminar and I was literally asking the universe for a sign. And I got out of that seminar and I had a missed call from a girlfriend and she I rang her and she said, do you know, Chris is cheating on you. And, um, and that for me was like, so that's a boundary that I'm, I'm such a loyal person and I hold loyalty so high um, on my values and, that was, yeah. And I rang him and, and I, he kind of still denied it. And he was out with friends and I said, oh, maybe you should come home and we should talk about it. And he said, oh, I'm, I'm talking about it with my, with my best friend. So I was like, well, that's a, you know, that's a pretty clear sign that you're not invested and, and you want someone to, you know, now I do a lot of work with women in regards to relationships because I'm so passionate about helping people to create deep, passionate, connected relationships. And, one of the things, one of the questions is like, is this relationship worth saving? And are you willing to do whatever it takes? And I would say to him, you know, I'm not happy. And he would say, leave. So, you know, okay, like I should have listened to that and left. You want someone that's going to fight for the relationship and be like, yes, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. What can we do? to? Because if you've got two people that are willing to do that, you can create something purely magic. But if not, it's like, that was like me. I was trying, I was putting in so much effort and so much energy and it just, I mean, there's so many other things it's just to, to talk about there, but, and I take hundred percent responsibility for how I was showing up in a relationship. Like I said before, I was people pleasing. I was also 
being passive aggressive and shutting down and feeling rejected. So I wouldn't speak my mind and speak my truth. And that's one thing, you know, that's the self-worth stuff, not valuing what your, your thoughts and your feelings and your opinions. And I just refuse to ever put myself in a position like that again. I love hearing you speak about this because I think so many women, myself included, like I'll definitely put my hand up, like so many women get into relationships, sometimes for short term, sometimes long term, sometimes even marriage, where it's a lot harder to, you know, step away if it's not working anymore. But so many women get into relationships where it maybe it's great at the beginning, but eventually over time it stops. You stop honoring your needs and your wants and it becomes all about what else can you give? What else can you do? And it's like, like you said, both people have to be willing to step up to the plate and do whatever it takes. And sometimes you do have to fight for each other. And the fact that you were able to sort of recognize that, even though it was a process, but the fact that you were able to recognize that and stand up and just say, I deserve better. And, you know, and and I'm going to go get it. I'm going to go find it. I just think that's amazing. Yeah. And I think for me, you know, it was, it was that value and that boundary being crossed that I was, there was no coming back from that. Yeah. 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 The universe. I'm like, okay, I'm listening now. You don't have to slap me across the face. Right. (laughs) I think that that was your slap. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, Sarah, wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Are you listening? Yeah. Clearer. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the messages just keep getting bigger until you start hearing them. Mm-hmm. right it starts out as a whisper and it's really easy yeah. to ignore the whispers and then it gets a bit louder and you oh no it's fine but yeah when you get slapped across the face you you have to kind of pay attention mm. and I think he's an amazing person it's just we're not with our values aren't in alignment and I think that's another reason why I'm so passionate about teaching people about their values and to also do it with your partner so you can know whether you've got the same goals and you're going in the same direction and you want the same things because if you don't honor that, then you're always going to be not satisfied and completely fulfilled in your life if someone wants completely different things to you. So yeah. I think it's moving forward, I feel so blessed to be able to be so clear on that. So when I do enter a new relationship, I know exactly what I want and I know what I don't want and I know what I'm not going to settle for. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I would love to hear from you. This journey that you've been on from, you know, self-destructive teenager, through different relationships, people pleasing, and now here you are and you've made these beautiful choices for yourself and you're really putting yourself first and you have clear boundaries. And would you say that this has been a journey of self-love for you? Is this more like self-discovery or self-acceptance? Like what what label sort of feels the most true yeah, for you? I, lo- I do love self-love and, you know, I know a lot of people say that it's overused, but I think for me, it's just, that's been the key. It's been about stop looking for love outside of myself and ex- that external validation and really loving myself like wholeheartedly has been the journey because I haven't and I've been I've been so mean to myself over the years and the things that I used to say to myself and and it just caused me to feel depressed and give me anxiety and all of those sorts of things and I just know that for me yeah like the self you know giving it to yourself first is just the most important thing and I've just cultivated so many practices that I now do to allow myself to, to fill myself up. And I think working as a coach as well, I, I give so much to other people. So I really need to learn. And it's, this has been a powerful thing for me is to how to give that love that I give outwardly back into myself. Yeah. 
And when, yeah. I, when I do that, it just feels so amazing. I feel like, you know, and that's, I think, another power as well. The, we give so much love and if it's not being received, like, stop, they don't deserve it. Give it back to yourself and that love that you're giving out, give it, give it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the practices that you have in place. Be, and I'm curious about this because I think a lot of people would be listening and going like, what does that actually look like? Like, what are some tangible things that somebody who's struggling with this, what are some tangible things that they can maybe start doing that are that you're doing that could help them? I think I mentioned it before, like I'm not one for structure. So I like to, you know, it just depends on, I, I'm such a kinesthetic person. So it's all about my feelings. So I really feel into what I need. For one of the major things for me is to be, being present in the moment and, and focusing on being grateful. So I live about 400 metres from the beach. I'm literally there every single day. I love watching the sunrise and the sunset and, and just taking the time to look up at the sky and just seeing the clouds. Like that for me, I just, it just makes me feel so, I don't even know the words. I just take the time just like, you know, to just take that mental picture and just to see that magic and that beauty. And I mean, that's just one simple thing that I do for myself, getting out in nature, but really some of the other practices has been meditation and self-pleasure has been so important for me, especially because I'm on my own to be able to give, learn to give myself that love. And, and that, you know, it's so many levels with that. So for me, I've understand what my love languages are, which are, which is physical touch and quality time. So, you know, giving those things to myself, like I actually find that I'll, I notice myself just like stroking my arm or like I spend time just putting my moisturizer on, but in like a really sensual way. And so little things like that, you know, touching, learning how to touch your own body, like dance and movement for me is I've grown up dancing. So music is so powerful for me. If I'm in a funk, just chucking on a beautiful song and just feeling the music and what are some of the other things? I love essential oils and I use those to really anchor in feelings and emotions. And uh, I've got a book that kind of helps you to connect with the emotions and, and the feelings. So if there's something that you're struggling with, you could reach for certain oils. But I also, interestingly enough, feel like I reach for the, like intuitively, the ones that I need for, at the time. Um, things like doing oracle cards and just, you know, asking for that little bit of guidance. I, I do a lot of I have a lot of coaching sessions myself. So just working through stuff, not suppressing my emotions, which is something that I've done in the past. So really giving and honoring myself time to feel my emotions and also, you know, exercise. So I love Pilates and yoga. So spending time. So there's lots of things, journaling. I'm not like a, you know, I do this every day, but I know that little key things that I do, or I just check in with myself. What do I need right now? Yeah. Yeah, I love all of those. And I second almost all of those. <laughs> There's so many things. It's nice to have a toolkit that you can reach yeah. for when, when you need it. Well, that's the thing. And like, not everything is going to work for everybody. It really is just about experimenting and finding what feels good for you. And, and, and what feels good, you know, one day might not feel good the next. And like you said, it's like, just like asking yourself, tuning in, what do I need today? Do I, do I need to have a nap? Do I need to cry? Do I need to, you know, go for a walk? Like, and every day you're going to have a different answer and honoring that I think is yeah. the key. The key right? One of the most powerful things that I have learned is 
is to being out like learning how to express my emotions. So sometimes it's like, yeah, it's crying. Sometimes it's like, you know, punching a pillow or screaming into a pillow. Like I think, especially for women, anger is something that we, that we repress. And it's, we've been taught that from society that it's not okay to express anger. So I can, I know for me personally that when I'm angry in the past, I've turned to tears. And now I can see that I'm doing that and I'm like, okay, I need to like let this anger out. I'm actually really angry right now and I need to express that. And so learning like healthy ways to express that has is been really powerful because I've done some research and read stuff about emotions that they only take about 90 seconds to process through the body. So if you watch like kids when, you know, they get upset, they just have a tantrum, but then two seconds later they're playing and they're happy as Larry so it's really just we learn as we get older that it's you know it's not okay to throw a tantrum in the middle of the supermarket or <laughs> <laughs> but you know maybe that's what life would be so much better and people wouldn't have so much mental health issues if they just <laughs> express themselves <laughs> yeah well yeah and it, it's finding the ways that like you know, if you have an office job, maybe don't like lose it sitting in the middle of your office. But yeah, like finding those healthy outlets that yeah. that yeah allow it to be expressed, but and, and like and yeah. honoring you give yourself that space and that container to to um to be able to process that. Yeah, and I really think that's another thing I've been working on is understanding my healthy healthy masculine and feminine energy because I think that affects relationships and I look back at how I wasn't trusting the masculine so I was being controlling and that caused all this sort of disconnection in regards to that and I so I've had to heal and really look at that it's still something that I'm working on deeply but being I think you know using that masculine energy which is setting that safe container for yourself and then let the feminine just be emotive emotive and you know let the emotions flow it's powerful. Yeah, that is powerful. It is. I'm doing the work too. That's hard work for me, for me, <laughs> but that's the good stuff. Yeah. So Sarah, tell us about how your journey of self-love has influenced your journey to entrepreneurship because inevitably they are connected, right? They're always connected. So tell us about sort of how you came into this, you know, being a coach and having your own business yeah where did it begin so i've you know like i said i've had a lots of jobs and i've spent a lot of years traveling us I, I lived in the uk for five years and i lived in canada for for two years we, we actually haven't had this conversation but yeah i i loved loved living over there and and traveling so i've always kind of been a little bit of a, a gypsy i guess you know not wanting to be tied down to having someone telling me what to do so it's always kind of been in my blood I think to be an entrepreneurial person but I think the self-worth issues that I had like and that belief in myself that you know could I do it and then it's really was just the mindset stuff really came into play when I was in my last job we worked, I was working for a property investment company and we helped people to build um, investment portfolios. And I noticed that people just didn't have the mindset and so many of them. So they, they pulled out of deals or things because you know, they, they, were, they were asking too many people's opinions or so many different things or the market would change and people would sell before you know, they've, they've got their plan, but they just, they get, they're fearful. And I 
said to my boss, you know, like, we need to help people with their mindset. And he's like, well, that's not our job. And I said, well, you know, that's like, it would actually help your business. But I think that was starting to where things started to grow for me. And then I was one thing led to another. I think after I did my personal development courses, I was just like, I, yeah, I want to, and seeing other people that were doing in the coaching industry that I was like, I want to do that. And then, you know, the same sort of things like, you know, you can't do that. All of those limiting beliefs and that in a mean girl chatter going on. And, and so, yeah, it was just obviously one step in front of the other, doing the training, taking the steps, having mentors, having coaches to help to get me to where I am now, which is like, I'm still growing and evolving every single day and just really focusing on what lights me up and spending the time. You know, I, I want to create a life where I have financial freedom, where I have location freedom. And I think the travel in me, the traveler in me has always brought that back. You know, I want to be able to just not be tied down. So that's kind of, I guess, how my journey's started. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been there, I think. Yeah. And do you currently work with women one-on-one or do you offer group programs or what does working with you look like? Yeah. So at the moment I'm doing a group program and I'm in the process of just planning and allowing, creating some new things to come, to come on board. But I, my signature stuff is one-on-one. So I do one-on-one like breakthrough sessions, which is like eight hour sessions. I do mainly 12 week coaching packages with people. And I'm currently, yeah, my, it's my program is called I am worthy that I'm running at the moment. So I'm about halfway through that. So I'm doing a group program, which is all around pretty much everything that we're talking about here. So it's, it's a lot around relationships as well, but it's looking at relationships, all sorts of relationships. So this is the second time I've run this and I plan to run it every, every quarter. Beautiful. And then I, I'm in the process of developing and designing some new things as well. So yeah, that, that creative process too, that's like a juicy time of like exploring and finding new things and yeah. That sounds beautiful. I'm going to make sure that the links to all of that are in the show notes because if anybody's interested, I want them to be able to find you very, very easily. I think the best way would be I'm just working on my private Facebook group at the moment and that would be the best place for people to enter my world so then they can get to know me. I'll be sharing some meditations and some free content and things in there and then I'll be advertising and promoting what I have coming up. So that would probably be the best way if people are interested to get to know me more to, to come into that, that space. Gorgeous. Okay. Yeah. We'll make sure that that's there for sure. For sure. I'm curious if there was one other than joining your group, if there was one suggestion that you would give people one tip or activity or exercise that you would give somebody who's maybe still stuck in that place of getting into relationships that are not healthy or sabotaging themselves or really treating themselves really badly what you know what is sort of the one thing that you would recommend to people to start with oh can I say two (laughs) sure (laughs) so the first thing is radical self-responsibility so taking ownership and really deciding making the decision that enough is enough and and that I want to make changes and none of it's easy. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. And it's just so it's it's making the just those decisions and sticking to what's and discovering what's most important to you, which is a big journey. But the self-love thing, 
the one tip I would would be to start doing some mirror work, to start seeing yourself, to start looking yourself deep in the eye, in your eyes and starting to give yourself some genuine compliments. What are the, some of the things that, that you love about yourself? And this has been powerful. So, you know, try doing it for, for a month or 21 days or every single day and choose a time every day. Maybe it's just after you clean your teeth and before you go to bed or something. And just look into your eyes and just see the person looking back at you. I think that's one of the most powerful things to start to focus on everything that's wonderful about yourself, what you bring to the table. Yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous. And I love that because it doesn't require anything other than yourself and the courage to see yourself, mm -hmm. you know? And it's, it is like, you, like you've said, it's, it's those small little steps and just be willing to keep taking the next step. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Okay, Sarah, as we're sort of getting ready to wrap up here, do you have any last little tidbits of wisdom or advice or anything else that feels important to add that we have not touched on yet? I 100% believe it's about understanding you know, what you value most and starting to live in alignment with that so noticing where you're spending your time and your energy and is that lighting you up or is that draining your energy and noticing if the things that you say you want you have or you don't have because if you don't have them it means you're not valuing them enough and that was a big light bulb moment for me when I when I did this work and I I want, I desperately and so much desire to have a family and have children. And then I had to realize that I actually wasn't valuing, I, I valued security and safety inside the relationship container over, you know, meeting someone who I could have a family with because otherwise I would have left so much sooner. Right. So that was a big wake up call for me that like, I, you know, so it's really like if it's something that you really say that you want, but you don't have it, it's, as hard as it is to say, it's because you don't value it enough. Yeah. So what can you do to make it more important? How can you, and it's, you know, that's some of the work that I do with clients to really shift their values. So if it's just something that you want, you can get it, but you've got to make it more important to you. You mm. need to spend the time and the energy, like where can you, where can you shift your energy? Are you spending too much time watching television or being scrolling on social media? So there's so many things that you can, do to change and do things that actually fill your soul. I love that. I love that. And we are going to leave it there because that is some serious, that's some deep stuff. <laughs> that's it. But that's the work, right? That's what it really takes to have a life that lights you up. And, um, and I mean, that's truly what honoring yourself is all about. Yeah. Is yeah. Yeah. Checking in. All right, Sarah, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining me and sharing. You are an absolute pleasure. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you. All of the links mentioned during the episode are down in the show notes. Please make sure to go on over and check them out. Also, please remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And I would be forever grateful if you would go on over and leave us a review on iTunes as well. That's going to help this message reach more women. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Here is to you loving yourself. <laughs>